Sammy, your host, and today on Living with the In-Laws, I will be talking about the sister-in-law and how we deal with them all the time in our relationships. In today's topic, I specifically wanted to go over sister-in-law and and how she loves to gossip and only talks about gossip. So here we go. So my sister-in-law, Abby, came to me, and this is a few years ago. We were discussing her other sister, Nicole, my sister-in-law. And she was referring to the situation where um, Nicole moved in with the in-laws, her parents. And um, they she moved in because she couldn't handle raising her own kids. Like, it just, like, she wakes up at 10 a.m. and then goes and takes a nap from noon till 4. And by that time, her husband's home. And so she moved in with the in-laws so her mom could help her out with the kids. And I, I get it. Some people just have a hard time with that. Like, they get depressed when the kids are home. Um, they can't handle situations. Um, so uh, I remember Abby came to me, and she's like, I don't know what to do. Like, school's coming. Um, school break's coming for summer. And Nicole usually falls back into this depression addiction time where she gets really depressed having the kids around, so she'll fall into some sort of addiction. And by this time, I, we've been married for, like, several years, and I've seen it happen. Like, she would go back to to drugs or to alcohol, and this time happened where um, Nicole got back into drinking. And so um, Abby came to me, and she's like, we need, to, we need to figure this out. And she lived out of state, and so she never dealt with her sister's problems. She never saw it. And I kind of stay, like, out of things. Like, I'm there to help, and I... I'm there to be there for others. So as Nicole, school started again for the next fall, um, Nicole was, it was getting harder for her to get back into her routine. She got her addiction problems even worse, like the worst I've that ever came to in her life. And so I would take the kids and pick them up from school, pick them up because the husband couldn't be there. And so I was taking them and uh, sometimes I'd be like, hey, I'll, I'll take your kids that day, the day they had off or whatever. And and so she'd drop them off, like, please be back at this time. I have appointments, like doctor's appointments for my other kids. And no show, never no show. And it was becoming a, a problem. But the, the bigger problem was that no one was talking about it. Like the parents were just letting it happen. And Abby was worried for her sister, but she lived out of state. So we didn't know how to... Um, come about this problem because her husband didn't want to talk about it with it. his parents. Nobody did, but it was becoming challenging for the kids. Like they were, you could see it affecting their homework, um, them being late to activities. Um, they were falling depressed just as well of what was going on with their mom's addiction. So a couple of uh, months into the school year and the boys decided they wanted to go out on a boy trip. A guy's trip and I was like well I, I don't know and my husband came to me he's like well my brother-in-law can't come because he has to watch Nicole and he really wants to and because Nicole they took away her driver's license they took away like like her car keys because they just couldn't let her get out because she was drinking under the influence and just sneaking out and so they had to take away everything and so he had to watch her constantly rather than watching the kids and so I was like, you know, I'll just, I'll just watch her. Like, you guys go for a few days, I'll, I'll watch her. And then his parents come to me saying, no, you can't watch her at her house. She, you have to take her up to the vacation house. And I'm like, wait, no, I have things I have to do. I have work too. 
anyway, uh, my husband begged me to do it, and I was like, fine, I'll go, I'll go. So as I take Nicole up to the cabin with her kids, and I have my own, um, I realized the first day, like, I'm just there doing everything. I'm cooking and cleaning. I'm taking care of our kids. Where is she? I don't know. She's just in her room, passed out from whatever she was taking. And so I was like, this is, this is, uh, okay, fine. And I was at this point six months postpartum, or six weeks postpartum, so I just had a baby. And so I was like, okay, fine. And then the next day she's like, hey, I need you to take me to this other state and I can buy work uh some cannabis and I'm like uh, I don't know about that like you have these addiction problems but the parents weren't talking about it they were encouraging it and I was just getting overwhelmed and I tried telling Abby like hey we need to interfere and so um we didn't know at this point so I I was like I can't I can't so then her mom calls me and is like you need to take her and do this for us you know and she's out of town she went on the guy's trip and I'm like okay fine I'll just take her well, come to find out, she didn't have her license, and I, I didn't realize she didn't have her license. So I had to leave the kids in the car. Luckily, the oldest was technically around 12 at the time, but I still wasn't comfortable being at a dispensary with all these kids in the car while I took the mom in to buy this stuff for her. It just was so uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Maybe it was paranoid, like, the the cops are going to end up at the car. We're going to be taken in, taken into, like, the jail system because we left the kids in the car, but... Um, anyway, I don't want to talk about that because it makes me sick to think about sometimes. So at that point I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I just, I was angry at the situation because I didn't feel comfortable doing it. And so, um, when we got back, she did the same thing. She just went to her room and I watched the kids and, and you know, I'm overwhelmed because my body is still healing and I have like, like eight kids I'm watching all together taking care of her. I'm like, I just want to go home. I'm like, so I told my husband, like, I'm leaving tomorrow. We're all going home. They're like, well, if you go home, we all have to go back because we can't leave Nicole alone. And so I was just like, felt all this, like the world was on my shoulders. Like, why, why, what did I do to myself? I put myself in a terrible situation. So then I was like, fine, I'll stay another day, whatever. And then it ended up having an emergency because we're in the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, do you want my body's having a hard time I'm not feeling well we need to go the next day and she Nicole went to the bathroom and was looking for something like throwing everything apart like she had a stash somewhere and just rummaging through garbage rummaging through trash and drawers and everything and it was like this is craziness like her kids are here watching and she's melting down and then she called her mom like hey, Sammy's having me go and I need to stay and this isn't good and and then they were all calling me and telling me I was a bad person for leaving and that Sammy or um that Nicole needed someone and I was like I, I'm just I don't care my body's not doing well and we need to go like I'm I'm getting sick and so um we I just left I'm like I, I can't do this so on the way home I tell Nicole um, I tell, not Nicole, I tell Abby the situation, what's going on. So like anything, she's the one who can't keep secrets or hold anything down. So she, and I didn't know this and I, I felt bad, but she got involved in this situation and made everything so much worse. And that's why I think sister-in-laws, I had to have a hard time because she, I confided her into something and she went and blabbed her mouth about it. Like, I was, like, having a meltdown, like, telling her, like, hey, this isn't good. Like, we need to have an intervention with Nicole and her husband and the in-laws, like, her, the parents, because something needs to be done. And so, 
um, Abby went ahead and was like, uh, Sammy's saying this and we need to do it. And it's all Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. And so I was just like, wait, what? Like, I'm not comfortable with this. Don't put everything on me. Like, come on. Like, this is supposed to be both, uh, everybody. Anyways, after that circumstance, they still didn't listen to Abby or I or in situation, even though I was upset. And I, I probably cut ties with Abby for a little bit because I just was like, this is uncomfortable. And I, and I shouldn't have done that, but I was just like, I confided in someone you want to trust him. And so I felt like at that point, like, don't keep, don't tell someone secrets if they're going to blab their mouth. And Abby is one of those people. So the next time, like, vacation comes or holiday and um, it turns out Nicole can't show up to her own kids' um, school event because she's so intoxicated that they ended up finally putting her in rehab. And that became a family drama because it had to be kept secret from the office. It had to be kept secret from the family members. It had to be kept secret from everybody. And guess who said everything was Abby, but it came back to me. Oh, that was a nightmare, and I'm glad that happened a few years ago, but what brings me back to now is, like, Abby, she has all these secrecies. I don't know if anyone has sister-in-laws like this, but I just, like, don't want to tell secrets to Abby because she'll tell her mom, and her mom tells everybody. It's, like, an open network, social network system going through in that family arrangement. I don't know. So Abby has multiple kids, stepkids, and other, you know, family related, and she's very open. She's very like, hey, um, I believe the kids should be free-spirited, let them choose who they want to be, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to her own kids, I, I thought she could handle it because someone in the family came to me and was like, hey, um, I don't know what to do in this situation. One of the boys is, uh, that's um, Abby's biological son, um, came to me and said, um, they're sending pictures, posting things on social media of them, you know, with the same sex, which is fine. And I'm like, oh, Abby's fine with that stuff. Like, she's very open. She's a, you know, she's a therapist. She knows how to handle these things. Like, and she's open to her other stepkids who are out, who have come out and things like that. And I'm like, I want to, I would tell her because you don't want those pictures sent to your own kids maybe right now or tell her and she'll be fine with it. So I I was thinking, oh, Abby's this kind-hearted person. She'll understand. She's a very understanding person. No, I'm very wrong in that whole agenda. And that ended up being this huge drama fight between me and her, which I will talk about. So when the relative confronted Abby about the situation of her son, um, ended up being, I, was, I wasn't there for it. And I'm like, oh, I really want to be there so I can see her reaction and make sure everything is okay. Well, I wasn't there. And then... Um, I, I, uh, I confronted Abby's mom about it. I was like, oh, how did you feel about that? It's kind of, you know, it's neat that this happened. I'm glad Abby can, you know, she, she can handle it. Well, no, I was wrong. Apparently the mom texted Abby and was like, hey, what's going on? Why is this happening? And why didn't you tell me? And, and then Abby was like, how dare you? She texted over a text, which is stupid. How dare you say things to my mom? She blobs her mouth. And we want this kept secret. But it's like, well, I didn't know this was ever supposed to be secret because you're so open to your stepkids. What is going on? Like, I'm so sorry. I am one who loves to keep secrets because I love having those relationships and to have the trust that people are willing to give me. And so it really hurt my feelings that she's blaming me. And then she went after the relative who confronted her saying, hey, and I felt bad because this relative confided in me and 
ended up being a huge thing and it made me sick to my stomach because it ended up being a drama when I thought it would be fine. And so I just realized, hey, if your sister's wanting to blab her mouth, which Abby always is the one that's talking about her other sister, how she can outdo her, out, be better than her, or if there's any drama, she's the first one to know and spread it. And so um, I'm not that way. And so I just feel like in this circumstance, I felt like I was her and it, it really ate at me inside. But if you're dealing with sister-in-laws who are about gossip and secretive, honestly, just try and keep those interactions per in personal matters limited as possible. If you don't want them to know about your relationship with your husband and, and them going on, don't say anything because they're the ones that are going to bob their mouth and start things that you don't want started. Um, I've learned that the hard way. It's going to be the best solution for both of you when you can um, keep things out of um, drama and gossip out of her that sister-in-law's way. Trust me, I've learned the hard way. So when you find your sister-in-law gossiping about you behind your back, this is a competitive behavior. And I've seen it because she's like that because her brother's younger and has a better degree than her. And she's always a competitive person. Um, and I feel like to soothe her pain or her resentment for me and him, she spreads gossip about us because it makes her feel better, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I I was astonished when I found out when things are her own kids. It's a different story, but when it's her stepkids, it's like, hey, I'm going to say this about them and blah, blah, blah. But when it came to her own kids with situations, it was harder for her to overcome those things. And I get it. It would be hard, but I I don't know why it'd be so different between a stepkid and your own kid, honestly. But I think it's like this jealousy um, of being competitive with the other siblings. And so she says harder things about people to make herself feel better. And so when her son was posting these things, it was hard for her to understand because she's not used to that. She, she I believe, thinks her, her stepkids are that way, but not her own. So it's harder for her to see that. In some ways, I've learned who she is, got to know her personality. Um, I don't take her behavior personally anymore. I know how she is. I just, I know what what's going to make her set off, make her jealous and things like that. And so I kind of just, I know her behavior. And so, um, and then I don't trust her with secrets. I don't tell her like my personal matters, like, oh, I don't like my husband today or things like that. Or we're in a fight because of this and this. I just don't tell her because then everyone will know about it. Like I've told her situations about the office and how I felt. And then later found out everybody knows. And then sister-in-laws or brother-in-laws hate me because of how I put a situation. And it's because of Abby saying it to everyone. So don't trust your sister-in-law with secrets if she's going to say something. Trust me, it won't end well. Try and keep your distance. Like be there for her. Go to activities. See them. But keep a distance. Um, uh, still uh, host those gatherings like family traditions you have. Maybe one of the last situations you can try to do is talk to your sister-in-law um, directly. Confront the issues that you see that she's um, bringing to the tension or problems in your situation. But do your best to show her that life isn't a competition and that you aren't there to compete against her. Be there for her and just love her and um, 
uh, tell her not to spread secrets. <laughs> I don't know. That's the best solution I can give you. On the next podcast, I wanted to talk about more of working with the in-laws. So we've lived with the in-laws, partied with the in-laws, holidays with the in-laws, vacation. Now I'm going to get to the nitty gritty of working with them. And I hope you guys all turn in tomorrow. Thanks. Bye. Bye.